Okay, guys, we're back at the We Make Supplements podcast, episode six. Today, I have Sean, my co-host. How's it going, Encore? It's going pretty good. Yeah, good. Just got back from Europe. Nice little FIBO trip. Nice little FIBO trip. It was a good time. Can't yeah. complain. Yeah, no. FIBO's an interesting uh, expo where, you know, the, a lot of, lot of like a lot of expos, right? You just, you go and you find those one or two gems while you're there working all weekend that kind of make the, the travels or the expense worth it. So... I was surprised. We were in the middle of a meeting from some guy in the Middle East, right? And I didn't expect him to be like, you know, Encore Sean, I listened to your podcast. It was amazing. Yeah. I couldn't even believe the reach of this podcast has already gotten that far. I mean, what kind of feedback have you been getting? Um, you know, I get text messages all the time from people that are mostly in this industry, right? Um, and friends that aren't in this industry that are just seeing what we're doing with it, uh, whether it's content that's out on LinkedIn or the other social platforms. Uh, everyone thinks it's really cool. Obviously, some good feedback, uh, some constructive feedback. And as we're, you know, young and doing this and it's in this infancy, it'll continue to get better. And I, I like the feedback, whether it's, you know, really good feedback or people giving suggestions on how to make it better. Was there anyone that like shocked you? Like, I can't believe you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, I think the same meeting that, that yeah. we were both in at FIBO, I think the person who brought that up w- would have been one of the last people I suspected was uh, tuning in and listening to it. And uh, and just recently, you know, I got a, uh, I want to say a couple nights ago, I got a, an Instagram direct message from somebody that I met uh, in Europe as well. Yeah, and slid it over to my DMs and just said, hey, I was listening to the podcast on a long drive. Uh, I didn't realize that, you know, you started your manufacturing company because of all the people that were cheating your products. I had such the exact same uh, experience and like, you know, that's really cool to hear somebody talking about it because, you know, it happened to me as well. And so I'm looking forward to kind of doing some business with you guys. I like I like the concept of you being upfront about what happened to you and how, what you did to fix it. So that was cool, too. It's crazy, right? I feel like no one talks about it. No, no. Look, whenever I first started talking about it. Uh, was when we finally finished our first manufacturing facility. And, you know, it was just a small 5,000-square-foot blending and packaging facility, mainly to control the raw materials and quality for our own products. Um, And once I controlled that process and once I knew that my products were 100% label claim, uh, I was talking very freely about the the numerous manufacturers that were changing the formula, cheating the formula, short-filling the products, you name it. Are any Um, of those guys still in business? Um, yeah, there's a few out there. Yeah. There's a couple of them that, you know, and they bounce around a little bit, change the name of their companies or, you know, stuff like that. It's crazy that they're still in business. Like, how's that even possible? I, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, I I think, well, I do have an idea, but it's just my opinion and speculation because I've watched this thing kind of transpire over the last 10, 11 years. And I think, you know, when this was going on, this was about eight years ago. And I think it was a lot more rampant than it is now. Right. I think, but I think the evolution of that was initially brand owners and, you know, customers of manufacturers were just ignorant, including myself in the beginning, right? You just didn't know what to expect. You, did, you just assumed everybody was operating uh, at a very high standard. And then when you start to realize they're not, now you've got a decision on whether to address that or ignore it, right? And I think initially a lot of brand owners ignored it because they didn't know what the solution was. The only thing different for us is we wanted to create our own solution by creating a manufacturing facility where we could control that process. So I think that's like one piece. Uh, then on the, uh, as it take it a step further, as people started to get wise that a lot of manufacturers were cutting corners um, and they 
realized that they had also had to make some decisions. Now that's when they really had to make some tough decisions on trying to find a reputable manufacturer. And that's kind of how our business grew pretty quickly. But I would be at dinners talking about, you know, people cheating my product back then. And, you know, people would be like elbowing me like, hey, Sean, like, you know, don't talk about that. We don't, you know, this is our industry. Don't. And I said, well, why can't I talk about it? I control the process now. My products are 100% label compliant. And these people almost put me out of business before my business even took off. And then all of a sudden my phone would ring. It was like, hey, Sean, you know, we swapped business cards at that expo dinner the other night. I heard you telling your story and I was blown away because I was dealing with the same thing and I didn't know other people were dealing with it on such a large scale. Can you can we talk about you reformulating our products and stuff? And really, that was the evolution of our business getting started was being feeling comfortable enough, confident enough to speak about the, the trials um, that were specifically prevalent back then in manufacturing openly. For me, I had a. Uh Two ex-girlfriends, a bunch of other friends that uh, remember, uh, you know, previous companies and startups I was involved in, all hit me up, super excited, saying, "Now we finally understand what you do. Yeah, we didn't understand this is how supplements are made. We also didn't understand what you were going to do next, right?" And then people saw me finally going public about being part of SEC Nutrition, uh, me explaining this whole we make supplements. I mean, we had that little viral clip of like the origin, right? Yeah, the name, yeah. and all these people were like, "Yeah, that's that's has AKG written all over it." <laughs> and so it's been a cool experience, man. Yeah, uh, I think the most interesting thing is when I get a message from someone that I haven't spoken to in like two or three years, and they're like, "Yo, man, just want to let you know this new article came out about the FDA. They're coming down on people talking about arthritis claims." I'm like, thanks, man. I really appreciate you sending this to me. Um, I get a notification like the second an article comes up, but I appreciate you like looping me in. And they're like, yeah, man, we saw your podcast. And we just wanted to make sure like, you know, you were good, that this isn't going to affect you. And I'm like, yeah, man, thanks. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm safe. You know, I think we play by the book, so we don't have to worry about anything. But it's crazy, right? I mean, the, the way information travels, right, whether we're posting the video on Facebook, whether we're posting on YouTube, LinkedIn, there's comments exploding on all of the platforms. Yeah. And it, it's just amazing. Yeah, no, I've, you know, when we started initially talking about doing this, um, you know, this was prior to you really putting it all together for us. And the way that it's kind of come together and the supporting cast that you have uh, from people with photography and videography, um, one of them even sitting here back here today, right? And it's like to be able to pull that all together and then start watching finished product come out. Like I said, it's in the infancy, right? We're going to learn better topics to talk about to excite people, uh, get people more excited. We're going to give better information as we continue to go along. Uh, we're going to share some trials and tribulations we have as a, as a company uh, and also some successes and stuff like that. And I think it's going to evolve, but to watch it all come together and now see the content starting to go out and the information starting to go out and to really see the feedback come back of like, Hey man, I'm interested in where you guys are going to take this. Right. That's yeah. been the most feedback is where this is exciting to see where you're going to take it. Cause we know it's new. So I think if we start getting into more controversial topics and um, what kind of topics do you think would interest you? I know for me, there's the full spectrum hemp topic, right? Yeah. I know that there's some manufacturers jumping into that now. Some are not. But why are some doing it and some not doing it? I think that's a fun topic for us to maybe schedule a podcast on. Yeah, no, I think that'd be a great podcast to really give a lot of good information out on that. We've been doing research um, on that category for two years. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are there's some things that are clear and there's a lot of things that are unclear. 
but you know, between our uh, quality team and our VP of quality here, who's been in pharmaceutical industry for almost 20 years, uh, really working on our internal protocols and really understanding what we want to do and don't want to do as it relates to that category, uh, would love to do a podcast specifically on that and share that information because I know a lot of people are looking at it. It's definitely the next gold rush uh, in supplements. It's kind of like you know without using as a negative connotation, it's the next ephedra or, you know, the next ingredient that people are, you know, really going to be flooding the market with. And it's already happening. So uh, I think we can provide a lot of good information on that. I think what I find so interesting is when I see someone post, like, you know, I I spent 16 months or 24 months studying this ingredient. Like, just call the manufacturer, right? We've been doing it for two years. You don't need to waste that time going into all this information. Like, literally, we could cut down all of that time for you by just calling us. We could help you formulate we could help you figure out the flavor systems, everything. Yep. Right? And it happens so quick with a manufacturer. I guess I just wonder, you know, these um, these customers that are out there, they just don't know that manufacturers know about this stuff. Yeah, and look, and I, I would say lean on manufacturers that do know about this stuff to collect a lot of data. But ultimately, as a brand owner, you're responsible for what you're putting into the marketplace, right? Uh, So you can lean on us. We can give you suggestions, feedback. We can share some of the research we've done, maybe cut down that, that time that you're looking into something, but never, ever pass up. Uh, the ability as a brand owner to take responsibility for, hey, this is my product. I'm putting it into the marketplace, and here's how I want it to be delivered to the customers, um, I think is something that they got to keep in mind. you have any suggestions for other controversial topics that we could jump into? Um, I mean, I think, you know, yeah, there's a lot of controversial (laughs) topics that we could that we could jump into. Um, I think, you know, really testing of products, you know, um, understanding you know, who's doing what out there and, you know, who are the, manu- look, SDC is not the only manufacturer uh, that has a great reputation for quality. There are other ones out there. Uh, but I think having some of those other really good manufacturers on and talking about experiences of, of some of the culprits that are bringing uh, a bad name to our industry and manufacturing uh, would be pretty interesting to have some of those discussions. I know what I definitely want to jump into. <laughs> I want to talk about Prop 65. Oh, we, yeah, we, have that blog, we have that yeah. blog article out, right? Yeah. But I just think so many people don't understand it. right? I, I think the, the one thing that I thought was the craziest, the craziest thing I've ever experienced was um, you know, we launched this brand. Uh, it's called Gaim. And the people that were behind this brand were like, you know, you have a Prop 65 warning on the label. We can't believe you would put out products that create cancer. Like, we're not going to support <laughs> this. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, you you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. This isn't how it works, right? I think you used to tell me a handful of spinach needs to have, you know, would have to have this. Yeah, if they targeted that industry, right? right. Like they're targeting specific industries with these guidelines that are just unrealistic. And so in an industry, for example, where people were, say, looking for organic products, well, organic products are more prone to be subject to uh, these suits like Prop 65 than something completely synthetic and and not healthy for you, right? Because you're growing a lot of these botanicals in the earth, and in the earth there's just inherently different types of materials that are in the soil and transposing into the actual botanical, right? So uh, this... Yeah, the guidelines that are on Prop 65, I mean, would be an interesting full I mean, podcast to talk about, you know, the companies that have dealt with the the settlements or lawsuits as it relates to that and how ridiculous it is, really showing the customer how ridiculous some of these things are that are really, in my opinion, just extortion for young entrepreneurs and young growing businesses uh, when, when they come up with some things like this. I couldn't describe it any better, right? It's straight up extortion. It's extortion, I yeah. mean, the state's not defending 
the rule or enforcing no. the rule. They let these third party companies just you know run this test and then send out these ridiculous letters saying that you, know, you have to pay us this much or we're gonna go file suit. Yeah, right? that's like the definition of extortion almost, yeah, right? Blackmail almost. But man, we could talk about that for a full podcast for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I think we could get a, probably a few people on here that have been through that process as well. Um, you know, we we took a stance you know, I don't want to say two years ago where we just put it on all of our branded products, right? Just because it's not worth getting extorted. So you put the label on there, you get your two or three people that send you a nasty email through your contact forms on one of your brand pages of why is it say your product can cause this, 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 and this. And then you got to explain, you know, we have a nice write up that we send them that explains to them, look, this is just protecting ourselves um, from some, you know, regulation and some, some litigation that is really, you know, it's nonsense, to be honest. No, for sure. I mean, we actually have a different podcast that we're doing right now with Devony. Yeah. Right, let's talk about that. I mean, she was telling me about how she was surprised that there was guys that follow her that are watching this podcast about women in business. Yeah. And she was shocked that there, there were people of the opposite gender that are actually interested in hearing about women getting empowered, taking these roles in the fitness industry, and just, you know, honestly evolving, you know, what it is that people think of women in the industry. It was amazing. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, I think in this industry, being in it for almost 11 years now, I watch the, the progression of where when you go to an expo or you kind of go to any shows and you see a lot of the, you know, quote unquote booth babes and stuff, they called them. I never called them that just for the record. No, but Le- Leslie <laughs> Calhoun is the one who called them booth babes. No, but a lot of people did, you know, yeah. back then. And, and that was the place was like trying to sell the products through selling sex appeal and, and good looking women. I know nothing stuff. about this. Yeah. Right? My previous companies didn't do anything. <laughs> Any of this? <laughs> well, no comment. <laughs> but yeah, look, and and I think there are a lot of women out there who are running health and wellness businesses, um, and and as as you consider continue to see more and more of that, you're realizing like there's no in my eyes there's no difference whether somebody's an executive and they're a male or female, right? Like who gets the job done? Right. I wouldn't care if I had a company that you know I was the only male in and we had a hundred female employees. If they were the ones getting the job done, that's you know. But some people out there have a, have an opinion on uh, that, and specific industries seem to drive males um, to executive levels like sports nutrition would just be an example. And I, I get why a lot of males started in there just as male athletes and people that were in the industry, but it's cool to see uh, women emerging in this uh, industry and, and becoming leaders. No, absolutely. I mean, I think Devony was talking to me about some guests that are going to be coming up on her, on her podcast. They're pretty okay. exciting. And uh, any, uh, can you leak any names or? No, no, not yet. Not no. yet. I don't. I don't have confirmations and all the sign-offs and stuff. But I think, man, we got to get some people on this podcast. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we got to make that happen quick. So, I mean, for those of you guys listening at home, if you guys are interested in joining the podcast, shoot us an email. Slide into Sean's DM. Shoot me an email. It's the fastest way to get to us. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I think we should be bringing some people out to Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, I agree. I know you. You were talking with a few people that are coming out. I've had a few people text me and say, "Hey, that'd be cool when I'm in Pittsburgh." So really, just kind of get schedules matched, and and when it's convenient for someone to come in uh, to do it. So I think, I think over, like I said, we're, we'll continue to grow and, and professionalize this podcast, uh, more and more. And I think as, as it gets more and more recognition, people are going to realize they're getting content for their platforms. They're getting recognition that they wouldn't have because of the eyeballs on the content and just more and more people want to be part of it. And the weather in Pittsburgh is getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to come here in January. Yeah, no, (laughs) but it's it's, the summer's right around the corner, right? I think we're in spring officially. I think so. No, yeah. maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, it was 70 spring, degrees yeah. yesterday. I think we're in spring. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's like 40 today, but we're in spring. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, but you did. So, 
No, but the weather in Pittsburgh is getting better, right? I think people should come out here and yeah. come talk to us. And I mean, whether you're a brand, whether you're another manufacturer, whether you're a vendor, I mean, we want to talk to you guys. We want to we want to shed light on what people don't know about the industry and how it works. And how to be successful. Yeah, I think, you know, getting uh, some vendors out here, like you said, getting raw material suppliers that are involved with bringing ingredients in from whether it's Europe or South America yeah. or Far East and that process of, you know, what got them bringing these ingredients in and the uh, increase in, in the amount of raw materials that they're bringing into the country for things that are sourced outside of the U.S. I think people want, would want to hear that background of what happens before these raw materials get to a manufacturing facility. Oh, well, yeah, right? for sure. So. I mean, you know, how do they make the whey protein? Right? Yeah. The whole process of taking it from the cows all the way down into the powder product that we get. Yeah. Sure that would be very interesting for people Yeah, I know. To when I used to uh, visit some of the farms and, and I was learning about that process, it was, you know, maybe I'm a supplement geek, right? But it was, it was extremely interesting to see and understand how, you know, the, the whey is from all the way to the cow to the products that we're making here. It was, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to call that an episode. All right. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to people emailing us and asking to be on the podcast. And then uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Sounds right. good. Thanks, Encore. Bye, guys.